about the heart of a servant. That is the message that uh, I need to share with you. What is the heart of a servant like? What are its qualities? What are its attributes? Is this a heart that is what you have as a servant? Are you aware of what it ought to be like? What is its nature? What are the qualities and characteristics of a heart of a servant? We are only just about a um, few days before we conclude this month. The, the year of serving the Lord has started on the first on the first day of the first month of this year. So do not make that mistake and procrastinate things you ought to be doing now, thinking there is so much time that you still have. Truth is, there is not much time. Bible says that we need to redeem the time because the days are evil. What we do now it will determine what will become in the end. The heart of the servant. Let me read you from Romans chapter number one, starting from verse number five through verse 13. Paul says, through him, we have received grace not that we are going to receive grace. We have received grace. The one very important enabler for you to serve in the house of God is grace. If that is missing, you want to pray to God to give you grace to serve to increase the grace that is at work in your mind to be able to be such a good servant. He says, through him we have received the grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom you also are the call of Jesus Christ. To all who are in primrose, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 8, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. 
that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. The world might not necessarily be the, the universe as you know it, but within your sphere of contact, your world, the world around you, how much is your faith spoken? It says in verse number nine, for God is my witness, whom I send with my spirit in the gospel of his son. That without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers, making requests if by some means. Now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now, I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now. That I might have some fruits among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I'd like to encourage you to meditate on the scripture I read you throughout this week. The Spirit of God said this is the year of the proliferation of the gospel. He said to us that the, the gospel will, will grow and expand rapidly, forcefully and impactfully so. And that depends on what you are doing. It depends on what is it that you are willing and ready to do yourself. Yes, it is God who is the one behind this rapid growth and expansion. But He works through us. He gave us that mandate, that responsibility to go out into this whole world and preach this gospel. Disciple all nations. Be able to talk to every single individual that you come into contact with about Christ. If anything, do it for Christ. Do it for Him. Even if you may not understand. That is what Paul was doing himself. With the humility of the soul, he's giving us the personal insight into his own spiritual life. What was in his heart? What, what is it that he desires? 
not just for himself, but for the gospel, for the kingdom of God. He wanted to lay it out there that we may understand how strong was his desire to minister to the needs of others. You need to create that desire in your heart. Create that appetite, that hunger. You, you so desire to meet somebody else's need. It be a desire that you have to have somebody. You so desire that somebody come to hear about Christ. You so desire that somebody is saved, somebody gets to be born again, somebody gets to know Christ for themselves. Be, be, be conscious of it and long for it. That is what will help us to spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said in the first paragraph, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. I thank my God that your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. Be able to get to that level where instead of you talking about your faith, your faith has become the household talk. It is others who are now speaking about your faith because they are seeing the results of your faith. It is being spoken of. It has now become a point of reference for others. And this he was writing to us as a true servant of the Lord who has given himself selflessly so to others for their spiritual good. How often that when we do things, we are doing it purely because of others, because of the very fact that we want it well for them. We want them to grow spiritually. We want them to come to know God for themselves, to understand that this, what he has, what is it that he has, he has already done for them. Do it because of love. I think, I think that is what will happen. A servant must always exhibit God-given love, that love of God. You must be very quick to demonstrate it. Romans 12, 9 says, let love be genuine. He says, abhor what is evil and hold fast what is good. Let it be genuine, let it be sincere. Let it be something that is contagious, that flows, that is liquid enough to touch the next person. When you know that now, being a servant will not be a struggle. Anyone who truly loves God will serve with all their hearts. When you truly love God, Serving God will not be a struggle. And that will be the primary reason why we are serving God. Because we love God. We want to demonstrate His love to those around us. His nature. We want others to see God through us. To come to experience Him through our actions and what we do. So you need to have such Yourself. Be large-hearted for the church and for God's people. Be concerned about others and their needs. Through these, the more you love God, the more your heart will be enlarged for fellow believers 
and souls in general. The more you love God, the more He is enlarging your heart and you growing. You 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 come to understand how important it is. And this is nothing to do with your ability. Many times people are trying and, and are afraid because they they try to do it by themselves. Whereas if the thinking is such that I need to I need to be glorifying God always. I need to give thanks to God always. I need to I need to uh, be doing things with his thinking and with his understanding. He must increase and I must decrease. I need to always put God first above all else. I need to have the love of God that will help me to not to struggle to do things that I want to do in this life. And the more you adore and worship God, the more you experience that growing affection for others as well. So, we should send our fellow believers in the body of Christ. Make up your mind that you are going to send your fellow believers in the body of Christ. You will always be very mindful of such. We should have such contagious faith that reaches out and spreads to others with the saving message of Jesus Christ. Have a contagious faith. Just now, suddenly, everybody, I mean, even, even a three-year-old knows that there is coronavirus. It is now something that the world over, there is no way that you go and nobody is, um, you know, people are not talking about it. How about you think about getting the faith that you have to that level? That it has become so contagious that people just suddenly fall in love with Christ without, without you having to try and persuade them or convince them to do so. They are able to see the results of your faith. So let it be contagious. Let it be something that touches people, others, without you being aware. Let it help somebody believe, even if, even if he would not, uh, you know, uh, uh, have had you uh, 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 talking about it yourself. But, but suddenly he he sees reason enough to to believe. A servant must live a life of service to others. That must always be that must always be in in in, in the midst of your heart. It is a spiritual mindset that a servant ought to possess as a lives for Christ, that I'm going to be of service to others. That selfless attitude, something that says that I need to put others ahead of my own son, be able to, um, you know, um, uh, give Every individual that that that, that respects and, uh, and uh, see them as important and and, and have them and, and, and see uh, uh, as such and and, and and not always be um, you know trying to belittle them or or, or you know uh, do things or say things that will you know, destroy even their faith. Many times, we don't know, and, and God forbid, you don't know how many people that may have, that may have lost their faith or be discouraged because of what you may have said. Many times, you 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 wanted to have you 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 so desire that you 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 can have that person, but somehow maybe the uh, the, the ways you know 
um, that that was spoken didn't necessarily have the impact that you would have designed, and uh, that becomes uh, you know it, in in actual fact does the opposite, and that that is what we need to be very mindful of that we listen to the Holy Spirit and 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 and. Uh, pray that he, he gives us the right words to use when it is necessary for us to be able to communicate and have others to can understand what is it that he, he wants. I'll give you some virtues that must be present in your life as a servant in order for you to be such an exceptionally good servant. What are the virtues of a true servant? Things that you you must uh, you must uh, you know be able to uh, pay attention to. And I'm saying this so that you really take careful note of such uh, of these things and begin to work in these areas in your life. From the scripture I read you in Romans 1, the very first part of it, it speaks about a spiritual mindset. That is a virtue that you must possess as a servant. A spiritual mindset. I believe that is what will make a difference even today. What we need today is a vibrant church, unapologetic gospel witnesses whose passion is to make Jesus Christ known. Make it your passion. As you live for Christ, you stand up like stars on a dark night. You want to stand up as the shining star in the dark. Be able to bring light where there is none. Because that is what will help others to begin to see that light. Unbelievers will see the reality of your commitment to Christ in this sinful world. When you have such a spiritual mindset, and you're able to stand as a star in the darkest night. Be able to be able to convey such a message that others will be able to connect you. If you look at the First paragraph, verse 9, he says, For God is my witness, whom I send with my spirit in the gospel of his Son. That without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers making requests if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. That out of your mindset, it was not something that was fashionable. This man was not preaching to the Christian community. There was every form of depravity in, in Rome at that time. If you think about prostitution, it was there, adultery, lesbianism, homosexuality, and every form of sin. 
But yet these were the people that he looked forward to preaching to. He wanted, he so desired to go to them. That is just what will have us to always have such an understanding, to be able to bring about the best even under such difficult circumstances in our life, that we are not looking for, uh, uh, you know, uh, only just for uh, the low-hanging fruits or wait until the conditions seem to be favorable. But we are more than ready to preach to everybody, especially so those who are unsaved. And this is what we need to always, um, you know, think about and get to understand the importance of us taking this message in our own homes, in our own communities, wherever we may find ourselves. That is where we need to be focusing and be able to bring about such a change in our own, uh, within our own sphere of context. As your light shines brightest in the darkest night, your faith in Jesus Christ will also radiate throughout the entire nation. It will touch those around you. It will be seen, it will be felt, it will be experienced. It will be something that you, you know, uh, uh, that will bring about that, that, that change and, and, and make a difference, especially so in the in these dark days we find ourselves in. We need to know ourselves that God works miraculously to build his church even when the circumstances are not that favorable. It is not by power of mind but by his spirit. It is not it is not anything to do with with our own ability. There is something that God is doing. He, is, he has given us, He has given us His will. Ours is, is to uh, and, and, and to spread the word of God, is to uh, uh, proliferate it, is to preach the gospel, is to advance the word of the kingdom and make it a point that it is reaching as many people. The Bible says God gave the word and gave word the company those who published it. We be the publishers of the word of God. We we need to be very aware of something. We need to always be more than ready and willing. It is God who sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent that word through us today. He is the one who sent his word and healed people. It is his word that will heal people. It's not you. It is not a man. It is not an individual. It is the word God that heals. Because it has the capability and the ability to be to can heal, to can restore, to can replenish, to can to can create and get to bring life where there is now. It is the word of God that will bring about such a change. So we need to always be more than ready and willing for God to can send us around the world with news of his saving power and his eternal plan for mankind. Be more than prepared for what God is about to do especially so in this dark world that we are living in, especially so in the times that we're in. This is the time when we ought to be thinking big, that we ought to be seeing far beyond just our own church and our own vicinities. We need to, we need to be thinking about how do, we, how, how do we get this message to those who, who, are, who, who, so, much, who so much desire to hear those people in Rome, they were looking forward to this man, you know, coming to them. They were, they were, they were so very expectant. They, their hearts were already prepared. God has already prepared their hearts to, to, to can hear this message. And, and that's what we need to be thinking of ourselves. To say that as we are preaching this gospel, even at this time, God is, is already preparing the hearts and minds of men. That they will internalize and personalize this message. They will receive it in their spirit. They will be able to um, 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 you know, take it into their heart. It will become 
the center stage of their life. It will direct their thoughts, their, their plans, their, 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 their visions and what it, whatever it is that they, they desire to do. Because this message ought to resonate with their heart, with their desires, with their expectations, with their needs, and whatever it is that they look forward to require. So God delights in building such churches even in the darkest places, especially so under such adverse conditions. The gospel, you know, in the first century, if you, if you, if you read, um, um, you know, in the book of Acts, what the disciples had had to do than that to preach this, to continue preaching this gospel. It was not at a time when, when, when the conditions were favorable. That is what we need to um, and, and always think of and think about the opportunities that we have today that we can make use of to be able to help somebody in need with the word of God, change somebody's life with the word of God that you have. Don't hide your faith. Don't hide your faith. Let it be seen. Let it be fact. Let it be experienced by those around you. Why would somebody want to, to hide something that good? If we know that this gospel that we have is the good news, why do we want to hide it from others? Why, why is it sometimes it is such a struggle for believers to uh, 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 preach the gospel or, or to make others you know, uh, know where they stand in Christ? Do those around you know where you stand in Christ? Do they really know what is it to believe in? Do they really know what manner of man are you? What are the things that you, you believe in? What, what is it that you, you want and you're doing that, that will um, help others to believe in the things that you believe in? So you need to make known the truth of Christ crucified to a lost and dying world, to those who so desire to hear this gospel. Let me read you from 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. I'll read to you from verses 1 to verse 5. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquent or human wisdom, as I proclaim to you the testimony about God. For this, this is very important to understand. In verse number two, he says, For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You make up your mind. It's a conscious decision that you make. He said, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that is what will help us to stay uh, on course, not to be um, distracted or to be focusing on things that are not necessarily going to uh, help those that you may be talking to to be able to uh, receive uh, the, the, uh, the uh, answer or the change that they designed to see. In other words, you need to preach Christ. You need to, you need to be very mindful of the, of the message that you are uh, Because that is what will make a, a difference. That will make that is what will make the word of God to be impactful 
That is what will make it to, to permeate the hearts and minds of men to be able to find this, this rightful place. In other words, here is a man who is complaining about a sickness. Your responsibility is not to tell him that that sickness might kill him. Or that sickness has killed so many people. That's not your place. It's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to tell him that God has healed you. Is to preach Christ. Is to leave them in faith. Is to tell them that there is grace for him. That the grace they have is sufficient enough for them. It's not about, you know, somebody comes, he's complaining about one thing or the other. You know, you know, we end up um, focusing so much on their problems than giving them the solution they're looking for. Oh, oh you, you lost a job. Oh, do you mean how are you going to, uh, you know, pay for children's school fees? How are you going to pay rent? How are you going to... And now we are making them even more worried. Whereas we say, you know what? God is your only true source. A job was just a means for you to have an income. But God always provides. He will make a way. Make them see God even in that situation. Not, not make them feel as though everything was dependent on the job that they had. And then they stopped even believing that there's an opportunity for God to do something. So I'm saying we, that's where we need to be very careful. Rather speak one way or a line that will just leave that person thinking how how this makes it. I, I, I came just to, to tell him that things are difficult, you know, nothing seems to be going right. And the only thing he said, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Irrespective. Even when you're going through such trials and tribulations, it's coming all job. So I'm not, it's, not, it's not about me in, uh, trying to make you feel better. I'm telling you what the scriptures say. The Bible says, count it all joy when you're going through that first test. It is, it, is, it, is, it is your responsibility to be able to get to a point where you know, you're not able to say to your Zion that I need to, I need to, I need to rejoice in, in, in my infirmities. My strength, this strength is made perfect in weaknesses. When I'm weak, that is when I ought to be saying I am strong. And others are cast down, I must be saying there's a lifting up. And I've been lifted in the process. It's not going to happen because the conditions seem okay. So that is where we ought to always be very mindful and make such a result. It's a conscious decision. Yes, we're emotional beings. We, 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 must, we must have compassion and we, we, must, we must, you know, feel for others and, 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 and everything. And I'm just saying that there's always an opportunity to preach to somebody, even in their situation. Than leaving them feeling even more disappointed and discouraged and dejected and, and thinking there's no hope in their sin. There is always, there's always hope. Give them hope. Be the light they want to see. Have them, have them see the light. Be the one who's saying that I brought the light. I, I can't keep it underneath the, 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 the table. But the Bible says that. If you leave a candle, you don't. Hide it under the table. You put it on top of it so that everybody in the room may see. Don't hide your faith. Make it known. Talk to everybody about it. Give your testimonies. Witness for him. Testify for him. Help others see Christ in your situation. Can you imagine if you were to say to somebody that I know that I'm not having it right now. But come the first of June, I'll be driving a car. And then you come to that person the day you have a car. And you say to them, what did I tell you? Not because somebody promised me anything. You know, I always say that the most powerful testimony you will give is a testimony of things that you are here to see. 
You're testifying of what God is yet to do for you. It's good when you give a testimony of what He has done for you. But when you are saying that by faith, this is what I have, what I have received, and you look forward to it, and you are able to begin to do things in your life that will help you connect with that blessing where you are, there definitely will be a change. So we need to always be uh, uh, very prompt and ready to speak our faith into being. Let it be something that we have so much come to depend on that no matter what is happening around us, it doesn't, it doesn't change our confession. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, um, you know, uh, uh, worry us, uh, you know, the way that people are worried. People are worried. Christians especially. They are so worried about what is happening. They hear somebody has passed on, they, 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 they are even more worried. It, 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 it is not what will help us. It is not what we need. Yet we need to be praying for others. We need to have them in, in their difficulties and everything. Be able to strengthen them in faith. Impart something into their spirit. That which we have. Be able to impart uh, to them. And they can also take advantage of it. And before you know, they are they are giving testimony about your faith. A testimony of your faith is very important. Verse 3 he says, I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. He says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration. Of the of the spirit's power. Since my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the spirit's power, demonstrating the power of God at work. Without you even having to be anywhere near that person. I feel sorry for somebody who is still asking for praise or oh, pastor when, I, when can i come to church for you to pray for me no it is it is uh, <laughs> it is it is it takes somebody who's who's uh, spiritually minded with that spiritual mindset to understand that the praise what wherever you are, that you can receive the, the, the blessing or the, uh, the miracle where you are. It is uh, especially so this time because uh, nobody is allowed to touch anybody for that matter. You are encouraged to stay far from even your relatives. They say you must maintain a certain distance. So, when you're still looking forward to somebody laying hands on you, Paul says here that God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit, the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. I can say the same to you today, that I make mention of you always in my prayers. I have no prayers that are my, that are meant just for my needs because I've come to that level where needs no longer exist. You 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 get to a point where you you've now stopped praying for needs and focus on praying for others and their needs. Always make mention of them in my prayers. Can you imagine what world you will live in today if in your prayers you're mentioning 
a brother, a sister, your relatives, your neighbors, and those within your own sphere of contact. You pray for them. You, you make time to speak blessings upon their lives. Have them grow in faith. Have them grow in understanding, in wisdom, in the knowledge of God. Be able to pray such a prayer that he touches every individual that you come in contact with yourself. Making such requests on their behalf and helping them and see them enjoy the benefits of your prayers. Your prayers. They may not come and say thank you for, for, for praying for us. They may not be aware that you're praying for us. That's not an issue. But you know that your prayers are bringing such excellent results in their lives, things that they are experiencing and, and, and what they see is a direct result of your prayers. He says here, my message and my patience were not with wise and persuasive ways, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. So that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Your faith must not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. It must not rest on men's understanding or their knowledge or their ability, but on God's power. So that is having such a spiritual mindset. Always be the first to be concerned about others, their needs, what they are going through, their difficulties, their challenges. Your prayers are prayers that are meant to help them in their situations. Be kingdom-minded. Be doing things that will help you to bring about such proliferation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the gospel will be able to increase and expand. It will grow and, and, and expand more rapidly because of the mindset that you have. The mindset that you have. Number two, you need to have a servant heart. Understand that the ministry is not a job. It is an opportunity to serve God. Unfortunately, for many people, they look at church and see a, a job. And where there's a job, there's an opportunity to make money. Especially so, some preachers, some pastors. They think that church is an opportunity to make money. No, it is not. And if we get out of that mindset, the sooner we do so, the more we'll be able to build such a vibrant church that is centered on Christ, that is centered on the love of God, on serving God truly with our hearts, without us looking for things by being persuasive or trying to convince people to believe on things that don't exist because we want something from them. That is not what is intended. One year to serve God before anything. And in whatever capacity that I serve God, and, 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 and uh, God is happy with the work that I'm doing. Now continue to do whatever it is that God has called me to do. It doesn't matter at what level. That's what we need to understand. First and foremost, we're servants in the house of God. So without you having such a servant heart, because even Jesus Christ himself says, I did not come here to be saved, but to serve. He knew. He was not looking for anybody to serve him. And, 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 but he was more than ready himself to serve others. So you need to magnify and worship God by preaching the gospel wherever you are. Serve God from the depth of your inner person, from within your heart, with a passion, with a, with a zeal. It must not be something that is just superficial. But we only want to um, uh, and, and do it outwardly and, and, and uh, 
you know, it is not really something that is coming from within, within our heart. Your efforts to faithfully preach the gospel must be centered in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Your efforts, your efforts to faithfully preach the gospel must be centered in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. His finished work. That is what your focus, that is where your focus must be. You must always proclaim Christ as Lord and Savior everywhere you are. The only redeemer and reconciler of sinners. Be able to preach Christ. Every opportunity you get. And number three, you need to pray selfless praise. Learn to pray selfless praise. It's good enough to pray for your own self. Of course, you, you can do with your own praise. You need to pray. But the very essence and the very purpose of praying is not always to do with yourself and your needs. Constantly pray for the church and believers the world over. Have such a thinking that I ought not only just to be praying for myself and my needs, but also for those um, 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 out there in the world. And be able to approach the throne of grace on behalf of others as well. It's not always that you, you seek God because things are difficult in your life. It is not always advisable to seek God because there's something that you, you are looking for. And always pray that God will prepare the hearts of those who are hearing the word of God. And they'll be saved. They'll be sanctified. They'll receive their salvation. They'll give their lives to Christ. Pray that God will prepare the hearts of those who are hearing the word. It's a prayer that we ought to pray. That God prepares the hearts and minds of men to hear the word of God so that they they too are saved they are able to, to receive it and it will bring such a change in in, uh, uh, in their lives and number four is a submissive will when you are when you are submissive enough to God especially so and um, to his will you can be sure that you will be able to bring about the impact and the change you desire to see. So you need to yield yourself to the sovereign will of God in everything that you do. Yield yourself to His sovereign will. Pray for divine appointments to save others without relying on your own abilities all the time. As His true servants must always learn to submit to His sovereignty over our lives, be able to yield and submit ourselves to his will. Be steadfast, have that steadfastness. A steadfast spirit is needed for a true servant. It is something that will help you to stay on course. It is a virtue that you need to be a true servant of God. A steadfast spirit. Learn to invest in others what has been deposited into your spirit by God Himself. And be very steadfast to pursue imparting the truth in others' lives. You, 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 you make such a decision, consciously so. You make such a a, a conscious decision and get to say that I'm going to impart what he has given me to those around, around me. The desired goal of the knowledge of the gospel is that once it is received by faith, it must be deposited also into other, other people. Once you have received it, it doesn't end with you. Let it not be that you are the one who is uh, breaking the flow, who is hindering that 
debt and debt flow. It must not stop with you. And number six, you must have self-denying humility as Paul had himself. He, 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 he was ready to be encouraged by fellow believers. He didn't have the thinking that after all, I'm the, I'm, I'm the apostle, I was made the apostle, the apostle by Jesus Christ in church. So I, I, I don't have to, uh, 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 to, to listen to, to, to anybody else. That, that, that was not his attitude. That is why he had said that, for I love to see you that I may impart to you spiritual gift, so that in the end you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you. He was looking forward to um, being encouraged in Zion by the mutual faith of, of others and, 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 and in Zion as well. So you need to invite others into your spiritual life. You know, some people know you just being you know, another friend or a colleague or a man. The spiritual inner man, they don't know. So let, let it be that when you're extending that invitation to others, they also get to, to know your, 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 your personal, you know, a spiritual life. They must get to know it and, 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 and understand, you know, who you really are so that they are able to, you know, um, also relate to you at that level. So, Always be humble and uh, you know be selfless and and be the person that others find it easy to go to for help, for praise, for uh, counsel, for advice. For you know, they they just you know you know you know you know sometimes we we're not mindful of such things. You know, ask me there, but in this place I have as many other people. When last did somebody came just to say I had a problem? Or, or I, I need help. That you know, I, I need to uh, you know get an understanding in a particular area. Or I was reading or studying this picture, and I I, I, I don't seem to get the right revelation. I need your I need your insight. I need your wisdom. And, and that in sharing and, and, and letting others you know draw from you and you encouraging them and you be encouraged yourself as you're preaching. And to others as well. And number seven, you need to have a sensitive heart. Be sensitive to others. Have genuinely so. Be sensitive to others. You know, having genes and sensitivities for how others are feeling and be able to share their pain. Don't pretend that you 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 you, you, you share their pain and, and they you know so much so that they are, they are even, they are able to see that no this man is not being genuine. Or he, he just wanted me to, to leave their house or their office. They're just pretending they, they, they're sharing my pain. Be, have, that there must be, you know, you must have a sensitive heart. Be sensitive enough to the pain and the suffering that others are, are, are going through. Be considerate in your speech. Be considerate. You need to understand how, how the next person, you know, how this world will uh, impact the next person. You need to you need to think about you know uh, how how is, is the is, is the other person going to receive uh, whatever it is that you uh, say. So you don't want to uh, disappoint or discourage others, but encourage them and enlighten them and inspire them and have them be lifted in their spirit and, and find themselves being you know uh, having such hope and looking forward to things that make them feel important. You know, that is what he admonishes us in Philippians 2.13, that regard others as more important than you. Regard others as more important. If we get to be, to be that humble and have such a thinking, it will help us. But many times, everybody wants to be more important than the next person. That is where things tend to go wrong. Nobody ends up listening to anybody because everybody wants to be heard. Seek to understand than to be understood. Seek to serve than to be served. Seek Seek to listen than to be listened to. 
Be able to give yourself time to love than looking forward to everybody loving you. And there is nothing that you know. Many times when everybody is complaining, you know, nobody seems to love uh, to love me or, or something. And you also need to ask that question: How much of this this love that you're expecting that you're giving yourself? Because what you're giving is what you receive yourself. You you want love, you must give love. Be able to express it to the next person. Love unconditionally, unreservedly so. But if you're always just always going to be looking forward to um, 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 uh, receiving and you're not ready to give anything, that is where the problem is. Because the blessing is in giving, not in receiving. The more you give, the more you receive. So understand that logic. You know, some people say that the things of God don't have to make those things fine. But they are practical enough. So I'm saying that instead of looking forward to receiving always, in order for you to receive, learn to let go something as well. Learn to give. Because the blessing is in giving. So the receiving will not be a problem. Because the more you give, the more you are receiving. And that is just a principle that will help us to move forward quicker. And lastly, is soul winning. That is a virtue of an exceptionally good servant. Be, be very conscious of winning souls for Christ. Prepare for it. Plan for it. Make room for it. In the midst of such difficulties and challenges, in your plan, in planning whatever it is you are going to do, plan to win souls. Plan to win souls. Your fruitful gospel ministry must see many souls brought to faith in Christ. There must be fruits. That's why I say that I chose you. You did not choose me. I chose you that you bear fruits and your fruits shall remain. There must be fruits. You need to understand that our doctrine of grace must fuel us to take action to reach others with the saving message of Jesus Christ. Our doctrine of grace. You know, grace must be the fuel, must be, must be the catalyst for you to be able to take action to win others to Christ. Desire to see a harvest of souls from your labor. Desire to seek such a harvest of souls. It must be a desire that you have. That is why Paul was yearning to go to Rome to preach to them. It is something that you need to yearn for, to desire, to be able to look forward to, to do it. And uh, that is what will help you to grow personally. The passion to win people to Christ must be a strong drive in your spirit. The passion to win people to Christ. It must be, it must be, it must be a strong drive in your spirit. It must, it must compel you. It must, it must, uh, you know, it must push, it must edge you. You must, must feel that, that, that need, you know, and, 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 as, as Jeremiah said in, in, in Jeremiah 29, he said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name. He said, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. He said, I could not keep quiet. I could not hold back. There was, there was an agency of the spirit. There was a need. He, he, in as much as he thought, no, I, 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 I've decided I'm no longer going to make mention of him or speak anymore in his name. He couldn't hold back. Couldn't keep quiet. So, so do not hide your faith. Do not just sit back and be um, um, thinking that um, things will just work out by themselves. It is not what is expected from us. Lastly, Psalm 117 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contract spirit. This, O oh God, you will not despise. A contract spirit, a humble spirit, that is what you need to have as a servant in the house of God. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and, and believing that these are things that will help you to serve God loyally with your heart, with the singleness of your heart, and 
with that loyalty. It is my prayer that you will always seek to please the master himself. In everything that you do, you will have such a humble and contrite spirit. You will seek to send than to be sent. You will have such compassion. Be able to love others unreservedly so Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who are mourning. See the best in everyone. Be able to bring the best from every individual. Create such opportunities with the peoples to have somebody else who may be in need. Be able to say that I am going to stand up and do something special for somebody else. Have such a heart of a servant and be willing and ready to serve God with everything that you are. Plan for it and prepare for it. I pray that God will grant you such special ways and the ability to be able to serve God loyally, wholeheartedly so, with the singleness of your heart. That nothing will distract you from doing the work that God has called you to do, for he has empowered you for greater works he has provision for everything that you need in order for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to continue to advance and to increase. Be the instrument in your hands, in his hands. Your hands are his extensions. Be able to touch others with the word of God that you have. And be actively involved in the work of the ministry wherever you find yourself. Create such opportunities to bless others. Help them in their needs. Be able to help them see God in everything. Be that light. As, as, as the Bible has said to us, that you'll be like the city that is located on top of the hill that cannot be hidden. That your faith will impact and impact those who come in contact with you. They'll be able to receive. It is contagious enough to be able to touch them that they too may be able to receive such a special blessing. Is not by power man, but by his spirit. And this is the spirit born upon us from on high. The dry land he says is becoming a fruitful ground. And that fruitful ground it is becoming a forest. Inside of you there is a potential forest. Inside of you there are potential businesses. Inside of you there are potential opportunities. There is such great world, untold world, a huge potential that resides on the inside of you. That spirit of greatness is on the inside of you. That you continue doing such great and extraordinary things in everything that you're doing. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And so shall it be. Thank you. God bless you. Shall we take this opportunity to partake of the communion as we always do?